1: UK Tech Weekly Podcast.
2: Hello and welcome to episode eighty-one of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Grab a pew, settle in, and prepare to have the latest goings on within the tech industry beamed directly into your lug holes. I'm Charlotte G., editor of Tech World, and joining me today we have Compute World UK editor Scott Carey on Open Banking. Hello. We have IDG Enterprise Audience Development Editor Christina Mercer <laughs> on the EU finding Qualcomm 997 million euros. Hello. And we have Dominic Preston, Senior Staff Writer for Tech Advisor at Macworld UK. On Amazon Go, it's shiny new shop that has no checkouts. All right. But first off, Scott. Yes. What the hell is open banking and why should anyone care about <laughs> he it? Loves no
1: one, No one should care, really, should <laughs> they? Um, I've had to explain this so many times this week. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are getting open banking wrong. Um, right. A lot of people seem to think that it... Just like overnight, everyone was going to be able to access loads of cool new banking services and the world was going to change when really things take a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. But basically, um, in Europe this year, and this is the first of many acronyms, um, PSD2 came into play, um, which is a new payments uh, regulation. But basically, in a nutshell, what it means is that your bank now has to release your banking data, which means like all of your transaction history, um, all of the information they've held on you and your finances. They have to release that to um, third parties if you want them to. So say a call app came around that would basically look at all of your transactions for the week and say, oh, um, you didn't spend £10 that you spent last month. Do you want to bank that into a savings account? Great, useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do that, please. Before you would have to go through a lot of like steps. You'd have to like um, probably have to use like a screen scraper and it wasn't, there was loads of friction there. Now you can just sort of request that access and just get up and running. So in theory, what it's going to do is create this new breed of really useful financial applications that you can have on your phone without having to um, basically beg your bank to release that, that information. Yeah.
2: So some of, these, some of these kind of apps already exist. Is yeah. that, how has that happened?
1: So they, they've, so someone like Moneybox, for example, which does what I just explained, where they'll like put some money in a savings account for you um, and you, uh, they would have to go through quite a like tedious technical process where they would have to access your bank via like a screen scraper and then they would have to set up like a regular um like you would send money to a friend, they would mm-hmm. set up like a, a faster payments um, process or something like that. Now they can just go straight into the pipes, basically, of the bank via mm-hmm. these APIs, which are all um, they're being forced to open up. Um, the, in theory, the banks, the big nine banks, I think it is, were all meant to open up their APIs this month. Uh naturally that deadline has been extended to august right. um, <laughs> okay shock horror right. that they didn't hit that deadline yeah.
2: yeah why how come how come that happened because they must have known that it was coming up for a while
1: yeah they've had like a couple of years and <laughs> yeah. they still didn't hit it yeah. um the problem is like this isn't like an easy thing to do yeah. like they have to design extremely secure apis to make sure that if, you know, if you're opening up customer data, there's a huge risk yeah. of that going badly for the bank. So they're obviously yeah. very scared of anything going wrong. Um, so they wanted extra time to test and develop and mm. launch these um, APIs and uh, the Content, uh, the Competition and Markets Authority and the FCA have allowed them to do that, which yeah. is pretty standard, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, what it does do is it gives a lot of the challenger banks, so the guys that have built their banks for this sort of new world, mm-hmm. and a lot of the fintechs, it gives them sort of six months to start to prove their value, um, while the other banks are kind of catching up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they've got a little bit of a, of a jump on the competition. Yeah. The the main problem with open banking is is that no one really cares. That isn't <laughs> yeah. like in yeah. finance.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What does it mean? Like, what would it mean for people listening? Like, what does it mean for consumers? Like, what impact will they? Will they, will they notice an impact?
1: If they don't want to do anything, then no. They'll just keep doing things the way they normally do. Um, but if they want to start using some of these cool new financial services, then that is now open to them.
0: Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they
1: can start to... In the way that you would, if you like sign up for an account for something... Um, in the way that you could just be like, oh yeah, just, um, I'll sign in through Google or I'll sign in through Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's like just removing that sort of friction. But now they're doing that with your financial data instead of your social media data and your contacts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um... It's early days, but like the FCA are like approving companies for access, mm-hmm. obviously, because you don't want just a load of like chances coming into the market <laughs> and just trying to build stuff on top of people's precious financial data, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. which is a good way to do it. And there's a lot of people that are getting approved, so they're not being stupidly restrictive about it. Yeah. Um, but it just forces these companies to prove that they're taking this seriously yeah um but yeah in terms of like the the everyday consumer if they don't want to engage with open banking as a as a concept or like adopt any of these services they don't have to yeah yeah um, you, which it, is the problem really
2: yeah, yeah yeah i guess that kind of is like i mean it's a bit yeah it's a difficult subject to get people excited about yeah. do you, uh dom christina do you guys use any like money apps stuff
3: I, I don't use any i've been with the same bank since i've had a bank account as well oh, really? so do you just use um, like their mobile yeah, app their literally app. that that's it i yeah. don't yeah, I don't do anything. I don't. am yeah. not an early adopter at all. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> yeah. To be completely honest, my I, I bank with Nationwide and my internet banking app is pretty good. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah I'm It's halicons. not the best, it's really but it's pretty good. Yeah. What um, about
4: you, Dom? I don't do anything fancy with my main bank account, but um, I also have a Monzo. Yeah. Yeah. Monzo card and now upgraded to the new Monzo current yes. account. Yes. Yes. Um, Everyone who's love. cool has a
3: Monzo account.
4: Well. It's
2: like, a very literally. London thing, I yeah, think. Yeah, it really is. like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I went a bit overboard last year, and I was like, well, if I'm going to write about fintech stuff, I need to be aware of what yeah. it's actually like. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I went a bit nuts and downloaded like Clio Moneybox. I got a Monzo account. I got a Starling bank account. Yeah. And <laughs> now I'm just like, I've got too many. I've got like lots of <laughs> yeah, my money of money everywhere. And I'm like, just no.
1: Monzo is a really good example, though, because Monzo is an example of a... Bank, which has set itself up for the open banking world. So the idea for them and Starling is um, we're not going to do mortgages. We're going to not really try and, like, charge people stupid amounts of overdrafts. We're just going to keep it really simple. You can basically keep your money with us i.e. what a bank yeah. used to just yeah. do yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can have your hold your money with us um, yeah. and then you can basically peg on all of these call cool services so if you want to do your mortgage through a new mortgage provider you can run that through your Monzo account, you can just have like a single view of everything Yeah. Um, and the great thing about Monzo obviously is that everything is bang up to date because yeah. there's no legacy so yep. if you make a transaction you get a notification and then it's yeah, already yeah. in there. Yeah
3: that's exactly what with the older banks they're just completely Yeah. It takes days. Yeah. 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 I
2: think the, I think really the nice. idea of having a single view of your finances is something i yeah. would love that yep. yeah it's very attractive is that is that the sort of thing that we can 100
1: yeah so in the us like mint.com has yeah. been doing this but they they don't have open banking in the us so mint have had to do it where they'll um where you do a lot of the legwork in terms of putting all your accounts in there whereas now you can literally hopefully just say i'll oh, connect to my mortgage provider connect to my insurance yeah. and then you can have it all in one place yeah,
3: yeah that does sound good
2: yeah which is pretty yeah. useful
1: yeah, um, yeah, yeah. the interesting thing is that um, everyone's saying this will like disrupt the banks and this will hit, hurt the banks um, but HSBC have already released a new version of their internet banking app called Beta, which does all of this stuff so now if you're on HSBC Beta you can, if you have a credit card with um, Barclays you can view that in your HSBC mm-hmm. app, right. which is a big change yeah. because traditionally yeah, the pretty, banks would, would hate to have yeah, yeah. a competitor's Uh, product on there but they're seeming to basically admit that this is the new world now and people are going to have multiple accounts with multiple people and it will stop. and the whole idea really was to stop banks from um, overcharging loyal customers and from like restricting people changing their accounts and getting better deals elsewhere so it does um, it makes the whole banking sector more competitive so it's meant to benefit consumers obviously the banks will try their hardest to try and like Avoid that, but I think the best approach is just to embrace it, yeah. which is what HSBC is doing.
2: And do you have to have an HSBC account to do that in the first place? Yeah, you do. Yeah, so, so I was it's gonna a differentiator. Say, so it's, yeah, it is because because it kind of makes you think. Oh, maybe actually, I would like. I'd like the ability to do that. Yeah, yeah. So they've got so a bit yeah. of a
1: jump on everyone else.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, um, yeah, and this and, and you're saying this is across the whole of Europe. This isn't just the UK. Yeah,
1: so it, it's a bit. This is where it gets a bit wonky, but like basically, PSD two was was the. New payments dire- uh, directive, which was introduced by the EU, yeah. to basically pan Europe, um, have this sort of open banking um, concept across across the, the the continent. And then obviously Brexit happened, mm. um, so we basically came up with our own version of PSD two. So it's 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 exactly the same as PSD two, but it's kind of Brexit proof, and we just call it open banking, which is really <laughs> annoying because then <laughs> you write about open banking as a concept but I also write about Open Banking as an actual physical regulation and they've got the same yeah. name.
2: Yeah, that is annoying. Just but it sounds better it. than PSD2, which just sounds like PTSD. It does. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. PSD2 is just one of those acronyms where people's eyes just glaze over. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, the EU, have, you know, for all its benefits, the one downside, they're not, they don't come up with snappy names for things. Do they, they? Don't. Not, they don't. They're not very good
1: at that. Um, yeah. The other thing with Open Banking is loads of people were like, being very shrill about it when it came in, being like, the hackers are going to love open banking. Oh, yeah, the mail ran... Something of course like they <laughs> <is. laughs> yeah. did. Um, like, it's it's high time that we just debunk that straight away because yeah. it, actually it's probably more secure because the FCA are whitelisting everyone. They're doing pen testing with everyone that wants to become a registered like provider of open banking services um apis are extremely secure anyway so okay yeah it's a new regulation which means that there's a few opportunities to maybe break the rules in different ways but generally it's probably a net positive yeah
2: so all in all quite a lot to be positive about
1: yeah i think like i i can't really see a downside and i think it's going to be an exciting year i think it's going to take time for like the general public to care but what it will take is like a certain fintech like just nailing it or a yeah. certain bank just nailing it so if hsbc get it right they could they could really win the pr battle on this front mm. and people it, it just it's about delivering value so if no one builds anything useful on the top of open banking then it will kind of shrivel and die but if loads of people do good stuff with it then we'll just kind of accept it as like the new norm
0: yeah
1: um and no one will really care that it's a regulation people will just care that that's like a better way to do banking
2: yeah 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 Cool. So, uh, everyone, i start with Dom. Open banking or no thanking? <laughs> yep. I thought you were going to swear. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I, did, I did. I was I did consider yeah. that and discarded it.
4: Uh, open banking.
2: Yeah. yeah. What about you, Christina? I'm
3: going to go with open banking.
4: Yeah, open banking.
2: Cool. Oops. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll throw mine in. Yeah. It sounds like not much to be negative about there. Good. Cool. Right, Christina. So the EU fined Qualcomm they did. almost a billion euros this week. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Why? Why did they do that?
3: Yeah, so they they fined them nine hundred ninety-seven million euros, uh, which is um, four point nine, so almost five percent of their revenue from two thousand and seventeen. Pocket change, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, yeah. So what happened was the um, basically they broke the EU antitrust laws by making a deal with Apple. Um, between 2011 and 2016 that Apple would exclusively use Qualcomm's 4G chips in its iPhone and iPads. And the EU um, have come back, the European Commission have said that that's sort of, um, you know, abusing their market dominance Mm. and that it means that, like, rivals like Intel were exclusively locked out of a really lucrative deal. Like, they couldn't bid for it. um, So that's why they've been fined. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can sort of see where they're coming from. We had a similar thing. Uh, well, a massive battle from... I think it started in 2010 with Google and and the European Commission where they said they were, you know, putting their shopping channels and their pre-installed um, apps on Android phones so that it block- blocked other rivals out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and it's sort of come at a bad time as well for Qualcomm because they've actually just finished having a sort of legal battle with Apple over the royalties of those chips anyway. Oh, right. So, and then they're also, I think, in the process of, it's called Broadcom, are trying to buy um, Qualcomm for 130 billion. So that might, it's going to affect that deal in some way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Was the main problem here that Qualcomm actually paid for the rights to put their chips in Apple phones? Yeah, so
3: it basically meant that, yeah, that they completely blocked anyone else out of the market, and it's such a like a long time, 2011, 2016, like. Yeah. Mm. And so now the deal's over. Actually, there are Intel does have an agreement with Apple that so Intel's chips oh, are in the iPhone 7 and the iPhone 7 Plus. Okay. Ah, okay.
2: Um, it's an interesting one though because yeah. you kind of think, isn't Apple a bit yeah naughty I, as I would well. think that too like surely apple as well should take <laughs> yeah on the naughty stuff yeah the exactly it's like you've been you know Well, the, the, the eu did just find them
1: like a billion for tax evasion so they're probably just like i
3: love it i'm so happy it happened yeah so yeah and it is sort of i mean Qualcomm are appealing the fine they basically said that they don't see that they violated anything yeah and there might be a case to be made that um so if you compare the Intel chips that are in now to the Qualcomm chips, the Intel chips do run slower. So even well, if... the ones that are
1: riddled with Meltdown no. Spectre. <laughs> <laughs> Those ones. Oh yeah. That's even <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Intel For
3: oh. Intel. Um, they are slower <laughs> th- than Qualcomm. So even uh. if there was like a chance for Intel to bid, they could argue that Apple would have already... They would have won- already done the They deal. would have chose Qualcomm anyway. Well,
2: this is why it looks so like why it, it just seems bother? like an unnecessary yeah. fine. Yeah. It, 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 it is sounds quite like lot.
1: Qualcomm would have just won the bid anyway. Yeah. They didn't need to like basically bribe them. But it's strange that Qualcomm
2: it's strange that they did that because it's like, well, no, I mean that's that's just unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah very odd. I Do guess we- the
4: question is whether Intel could have locked, made a better offer, of bearing in mind they also provide the chips for a lot of the laptop yeah. and mm. iMac stuff. So yeah. whether they could have bundled all that. Yeah. In and- that's something competitive yeah Yeah. with that in mind because i do think
3: the whole idea obviously i i massively agree with that it shouldn't just be one company locking itself into all these things shutting out all these companies and google when they got they got fined i think it was 2.4 billion euros Mm. um last june i think Mm -hmm. i was sort of behind that a little bit because it is true like you have when you you buy a new phone it's always pre-installed yeah with Google stuff, when you shop, you know, it's sh- Google shopping will always be yep. at the top, although they have made changes, start to make changes to, to sort of um, get out of this fine. Um, so I sort of was behind that. But this one, it does seem a little bit harsh, because mm-hmm. it, if you just looked at it as an agreement, it just looks like a normal business agreement, doesn't it? Okay, you use our chips for these years, this is the deal, done. But obviously... That's their job to to open the market up. The so. funny
1: thing is it's not the chip market isn't a wilder competitive market no, anyway. No. There's only a few big players anyway. So because it's
3: such a big company, I guess, and it you know it's only yeah, four point nine percent of its two thousand seventeen yeah. revenue. It's like you're making so much money. Although actually, to be fair, it's not making as much money as it has done previously. Yeah. This
1: is all the work of the Queen Margaret Fasteya though, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Who is just absolutely on the war path.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So she's kind of made it a bit of a mission to try and People have have been speaking a lot recently about kind of the over over dominance of tech companies Uh and kind of monopolistic sort of behaviour. So she seems to have made it a bit of a mission to try and... rein them in. rein them in slightly. What she's else? Doing a good job. So good what, what else is she... Well, um, she did... There was three
1: like... three cases against Google. Yeah. The shopping mm-hmm. one has been settled and they got a big yeah. fine. And they, there's two more. There's the yeah.
3: Android one, which pre-installed. And then there's um, just Google's online search dominance, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, um,
1: she's also going after Facebook for something. I think that's tax. Yeah. And then, um, again, Apple for tax. Yeah. And now Qualcomm. Yeah. So it, yeah. she's not mucking around. I'm um, behind yeah. these tax
2: ones, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's hard Absolutely to disagree with that. It's funny, though, because in the US, their perspective is like, oh, the Europeans are kind of, like, trying to uh, restrict competition or whatever. And you're like, but... I never really quite understand that argument. So it's it's, like, a, but it's such to, a
1: rubbish argument. They're yeah. trying yeah. to do the opposite. Even Obama yeah. made that argument, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, so, it's, it's,
2: there's a real perception in, in the US that, like... Essentially that Europe has got it in for big It yeah. was make, it would
1: make sense if we had our own Google like Yandex in Russia, yeah. but we don't, yeah. so why would we bother? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. um it, it really is just a case of like trying to keep them honest. Yeah. Um, which is why I think she is fantastic. Yeah. Because <laughs> all the previous uh, commissioners were just stooges. Yeah. Right? they didn't do anything. So yeah, yeah.
3: did you just call them out? It's just so yeah, good. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I think you could do that. Don't think so, mate. Boom, fine. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. All
1: do yourself a favour as well and go and look at um. Wired did an interview with her, and they went to her office, and it's like the not, the best appointed office I've really? ever seen. Like, <laughs> Brilliant, yeah,
2: awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah office do... goals.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, do do they? Does anyone know how, I, I was kind of thinking about this, like, how do they calculate the amount they find? Because it can seem kind of random. It's, it's a percent an, of it's a per- turnover. Yeah, so right.
1: it's, um, there's a, normally a cap on it and this yeah. was 5%. And does it, it? have so to be
2: European is, turnover? Yeah. Or can it could it be global turnover? No, it's, it's global, I
3: believe. Oh, right. But if that was just revenue, yeah. sorry, that was not, not so yeah. yeah, revenue. It's a lot. 70. It's a big find.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Even for it a is. company that, you know, is, yeah. is that big. It yeah.
3: just couldn't come at a worse time for Qualcomm. Yeah, Like, they've got all sorts of stuff going on.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sounds it. But they are going to My appeal. My heart bleeds. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they're multi billion dollar. They, they will appeal,
3: Street. and, you know, that appeal process takes ages. So we yeah. don't know when, even if they are forced to pay the fine, we don't know when that will happen. Yeah.
2: Have, have Apple said anything? I you know. don't think so. No. Keeping quiet probably on Probably them <laughs> when they. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, it's not like Apple are normally the most chatty. No. no they don't.
1: <laughs> they, they would probably rather not sort of yeah. indict themselves by saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Cool. So, uh, I guess the only question remains. <laughs> starting with Christina, go EU or no EU?
3: Um, I want to. I'm going to say go EU, just because in general I'm like. All for it, yeah. Yeah, but this particular case may be a bit harsh. But go EU, yeah. yeah
1: right get, get my pom poms out and say go EU. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with the team. Go EU. Okay, Very, lots of lot. agreement. Yeah, there. but, this this
2: there's beautiful. a lot of consensus. But I know. David Price isn't on the pod. We all <laughs> yeah, really. we'll get, get along, along. fine. <laughs> yeah. I tried. I initially tried to make vote leave rhyme with something, but leave doesn't rhyme with that many <laughs> things. <laughs> so yeah, that was a bit of a tough one.
1: Mostly negative things,
2: anyway. Cool. Anyway, moving on to the next topic.
0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Introducing WonderSweep from bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
2: Dominic, Amazon opened its first checkout-free shop this week in the US, and I'm using the word shop, not store. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Is this what the future is going to be like?
4: Uh, eventually, probably, and that's a bit terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. confident okay. in you. <laughs> tell,
2: us, tell us more about what happened
4: this yeah. Uh, So, yeah, so this is Amazon Go, which is their new checkout-free shop. Um, so the principle is basically it uses... Uh, Terrifying selection of cameras and weight sensors and all sorts of other stuff to basically track you as you go around the store, as you pick things up, put them in your basket or just in your pocket, whatever, uh, and then you leave, and then ten minutes later it charges you, uh, so you never have to actually engage with another human being. All oh, right, um,
1: it's like Uber for
4: shops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so this
4: might like sound like quite familiar news because actually it was first open to Amazon employees in Seattle. Way back at the end of 2016, oh, right. uh, so like the first time we heard about this, and I know we've spoken about it on the pod before. Like this, this was a while ago, and it was actually yeah. meant to open to the public uh, last year. Mm-hmm. So this is a very, very delayed. Why public is it launch. delayed? Yeah, uh, just a terrible idea. It work right, but just the technical. It's problems. a lot of technology. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going going on, and just to make sure people are actually getting charged for the right so things. So what? Yeah. I don't
2: know if we're confident with this level of detail, but so someone goes into a shop. Can you walk us through like what? What happens? Yeah. What do they do? So
4: roughly, so there's like some sort of, um, sort of turnstile style things as you go in.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, you have to have the Amazon Go app installed on your phone. Um, you sort of scan that as you go in, so then it knows you've entered the shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's basically just cameras following as you go around. And I think it's mostly cameras doing it. Mm. Uh, there is also weight sensor to tell when something's been picked up off the shelf. That Amazon's being a bit... So there was an early patent that said a lot of the things they might use to track things. Yeah. I don't think they've sort of officially said no. exactly which things they have used in yeah. the about that. Because they can't just use
3: that because you, I mean, you can take something off the shelf, put it back on. and
4: So it can tell when you do that. What
3: if you take something off the shelf and put it... But I mean, I don't do this. But say Long you want shot. to buy something and then you don't, so you just leave it on the different shelf. Like, what yeah. happens
4: then? Uh, I think in theory it can. So a lot of people have been out trying to test it and right, and, and everyone who's tried to test it and tried to trick it, it hasn't. has said it, it. They haven't been able to fool oh, it. Cool. No, I haven't seen anyone yet oh. say so they've tricked it. Yeah. Yeah, no Laser beams it. down and kills you. <laughs> no one's been able to shoplift. So yeah, right. People are trying to pick things up, put them down, put them down in the wrong place, really quickly snatch things and put them in their pocket. Yeah, yeah See yeah. if it can catch that. And apparently it's been really good. All right. So I imagine this is what the last yeah. year has been. Then finding. Okay. It so that it's better at catching that stuff. So, this of stuff. is bad
2: news for shoplifters. <laughs> <laughs> bad news for shoplifters. Bad, bad news for cashier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Okay. So, uh, cashier at the moment is the second most common job in the US. <gasps> no way. Uh, where self service checkouts are much uh, less common in the States than they are over here. I wish I wish they were less common yeah. than they are. Oh my god, they're just you.
2: Yeah, I know. And also, someone has to come and help you anyway yeah. in the end. So, yeah. But, yeah, anyway.
4: So, yeah, if this takes off, it'd be bad news for cashiers, obviously. But equally, the fact that self-service checkouts aren't very big in the US probably tells you something about <laughs> how long it will take yeah. for this to actually take off in a big way. This is one shop. Uh, it's just a uh, convenience store. So it's, you know, it's just like sandwiches and crisps and yeah. snacks and stuff like that. This is not a It's a lot like market. a Whole Foods. Yes, yeah. suspiciously <laughs> similar yeah. to a Whole Foods. <laughs> Wonder why
1: that might be. <laughs> but th- this is the thing that I can't understand is they keep, they're, they're like really adamant that they're not going to roll this out to Whole yeah. Foods, which they, they, they purchased that. last year. Yeah, But it makes so much sense just to roll yeah. it out to Whole yeah. Foods. Yeah. It's, it's very odd. They've even hired, um,
4: or at least they've put out a job listing for a real estate manager for Amazon Go, whose job will involve in scouting out new locations. Yeah. They yeah. are looking to open new Amazon Go shops. But yeah, you just look
1: and say, but you already own loads of shops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've just spent a load of shops money to you, buy. Yeah. It's literally the perfect test bed. Yeah. Is like yeah. Whole Foods. It's the perfect yeah. demographic. at the perfect size. It's yeah. the perfect yeah. product portfolio. Like everything about it is ideal yeah. for testing this technology. Yeah. But I wonder yeah. if part of the challenge is that
4: question of how easy it is actually going to be to retrofit to existing shops. Yeah, is a shop built about. from the ground up. Yeah, so they managed to design everything about mm. it around this technology. Mm. Yeah, and maybe the cautiousness is how easy. Easily and cheaply, can you take an existing shop and put all this tech it's in? A lot of hardware, yeah, because yeah. like it, it's hundreds of thousands just to put a normal self-service checkout yeah. for one shop. So yeah. like. Putting this stuff in must be must be like millions for a single shop. That's
2: yeah, it must require a huge upfront I, investment, and and mad. also like, how do they? I don't know. They like, still I, have
1: to staff the shops as well because they still have yeah. to have someone there to help. Yeah, and then someone they, putting their like, exactly.
3: app on the thing. That's not gonna. That's and gonna they, cause queues. Yeah. They
1: have to have another person the in the booze section as well yeah. to ID people. Oh, of course. Oh yes, yeah. yes.
2: Yeah. So they they've had to. So they're still having to manually do ID checks for yeah.
1: for booze, which which is weird because if it's linked to your account, shouldn't it have your actual date of birth on it? Yeah. But Who
4: whether knows? that's proof enough for legal government purposes... Yeah, that may, yeah. That that may be illegal, some kind of you yeah, get away with component. it here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: you would. Yeah, Do we, could we ever see it coming to the UK? Has anyone talked about that? Well,
4: there's a lot of Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah, Got a load of Whole Foods. Uh, yeah.
2: I think there's
3: too many people, though, if it's come to London, for example. Like... Yeah. The queues like snake around the shop. Imagine like the queue before you've even got in the shop.
2: Yeah. Well, that's just what they've had. I mean,
4: just because it's a launch, but it has been the irony of this shop that's boasting like it'll kill queues yeah. in shopping. Of course, there's been a massive queue all week. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That will probably die down eventually as the novelty yeah. wears off. But yeah. um, I would queue to give it a go. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But um, they, they will expand. Amazon have Koi coy about when and where yeah. and how many and how aggressive yeah. they're going to be about that. But obviously, they're not going to sunk all this money into doing it for one.
2: Yeah, it's no. funny. It's kind of it's a little bit weird to see Amazon opening a shop.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's because it's yeah. just like they killed shops. That's what you did. Like,
2: and now you're trying to. But it's funny how you see that sometimes within tech, where it's like, oh, yeah. we're, we're going to get rid of this, and then you're like, well, no, what you're going to do is just actually replace it with your yeah your version of yeah. this yeah. thing. Bezos has always been um, really
1: keen on like groceries and like fresh food. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. This like is his hidden... dash buttons. And yeah, stuff. Yeah. No, yeah,
2: terrible, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
1: as a as the, the resident killjoy, um, <laughs> I I do worry about, like, the ability of this technology to basically just see all of your buying habits and yeah. then just yeah. push a load of offers to you. Yeah, so what, say, are the, what are the kind
2: of pitfalls of like this? Like, the example
1: I always think of is if you, like, picked up a cupcake, put it down, and then they ping you a notification saying, fancy that cupcake, we'll knock 10% off. Yeah. And yeah. it's like... And then what one of the guys who tested it for, I think it was for the New York Times said, is he said, because you're just walking out, it's really easy to overspend. Because yeah, like you're course. not really think cause you you, there, your... there's no friction there, so it's much easier just to pick loads of stuff up mm. and just walk out. Yeah. Um, in a way we've already seen that, at least I have in myself, like the the gap from
4: moving from cash payments to like yeah. contactless. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the the shorter the payment process gets, the less I think about how much I'm paying, mm. and how yeah. much I'm spending. It's hardly even look at receipts anymore. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. So if I don't even have to do anything to pay, I just take my stuff and leave the shop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: There, there's pitfalls for privacy as well, and there's uh, yeah there's um. They can start profiling everyone that walks in because totally. um, yeah. there's a lot of computer vision going on, yeah. um, a lot of sort of tracking of people. But yeah. it, it's, it's the new normal, isn't it? You, if mm. something is convenient and free, you're probably giving up some form of data. Yeah. 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 I feel okay. for my, my flatmate won't even get a
4: Tesco club card because he's worried about them tracking his uh, his grocery shopping. So oh, what is he this like? must absolutely <laughs> terrify him. Yeah, Tesco <laughs> Tesco used a company
2: called Humby for... Uh, that kind of stuff. And actually they do, it's quite strange, like the level of mm. tracking that they do. Like they move, for example, like they regularly move things around shops so that you don't know where. Yep. So you have to walk further to find things. Yeah. You will see offers that you would normally see. So yeah, there's actually a lot of psychology that goes into kind of shop layouts.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure this will be part of that. And a big part of this for yeah. Amazon is just the data, obviously for them, but also they can sell this data on like how people shop.
1: Yeah, like They, they, they built a shops. bookshop, didn't they, in Seattle? um about 3 years ago yeah. and they did the same thing where they just harvested loads of data on like book buying habits and then laid the store out according to that. Right. Yeah. Um so they just took a really sort of data-centric approach rather than the traditional bookshop thing which is like getting the staff to recommend stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so again it's just killing the human touch. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Are we heading towards the thing I was wondering is and I don't know in a way everyone sort of talks about this but we've never we haven't really quite seen it happening. Are we heading towards a world of like Ultra personalized advertising. Yeah, is that what where yeah. this kind of en- ends up? One hundred percent. Yeah, it kind of seems logical.
1: I mean,
4: we've seen almost the start of it in those um, like Netflix and Spotify campaigns that start to use their user data yeah. to build an ad campaign. Obviously, yeah. it's not personalized. Yeah. It's the start of them looking at their data and being, oh, how can we build advertising mm-hmm. out of all this data we've got? Yeah, the way people use our services. Yes. There, there's, just, yeah,
1: there's yeah. there's a nice way to spin it. Obviously, if like they see that in January you've started buying only vegan stuff, they could start maybe sending you, like, (laughs) vegan recipes and suggestions and stuff like that. So there's a useful side, but also it just depends on your, like, your um, comfort level with that level of um, invasion into your privacy.
2: Yeah, I mean, it can, yeah, that's true, because people don't really think about the upside. Like, last year Spotify emailed me and they were like, oh, we see that you listen a lot to Queen's of Stone Age for the next 24 hours. If you want to, you can get a ticket like that's only open to Spotify members, blah oh, blah cool. And actually I was like, yeah, I do yeah. I do fancy that. So I don't know, it's yeah, there's the sort of the There's
1: always a a, a handoff, isn't
2: it? Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting. Cool. Um I'm just gonna basically do the same thing I did last night. So Dominic, Amazon Go or Amazon No? <laughs> I'm
4: I'm very undecided. I think I'm gonna lean Amazon, no, because it is a bit
2: scary. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, I can see it would be quite fun, but I don't know. I like the personal touch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with Amazon,
1: no. Um, I don't want to talk to anyone ever, so I'm going to go Amazon Go. Classic you. Yeah. <laughs> Classic I, you. I, Yeah, I'll
2: give it a go. Amazon Go. Yeah. Okay, Cool. Uh, well, that's it for this week. And it's only left to say thank you for listening to the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. We'll be back next week with more informed opinion on the hottest topics in tech. Until then, say goodbye, guys.
1: See ya. Goodbye. Bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast.